0: Good afternoon, and thanks so much for joining us this afternoon for Managing to Make a Difference. I'm Kimberly Shirk. I'll be your moderator for today's show. I am joined, as always, by co-authors Larry Sternberg and Dr. Kim Turnage. They are our experts on management techniques, the research behind them, and why effectively implementing them can really make a difference in your organization. So today's topic for discussion is coming from chapters 52 and 53 of Managing to Make a Difference called Emotionally Rehiring People and Celebrating Successes. So today's topic, as always, is pretty unique. And um, for me, it is unique because it's kind of common sense, but we can kind of get caught in the daily tasks and forget the importance of emotionally rehiring people and celebrating those successes. So, Larry, I wondered if you might want to kick us off by explaining exactly what you mean by emotionally rehiring
1: someone. Sure. It it would be my pleasure. It's an unusual phrase. For those of you who have a significant other or who ever had a significant other, I want you to recall occasions where you celebrated an anniversary of, with that person. And you both said, uh, I would hope, because you're celebrating an anniversary, I would hope you, you both said some very affirming things to each other about why you were thankful to be in that relationship. That's an example. It's not rehiring, obviously, because it's not an employment relationship, but it's, it's reaffirming your commitment to the relationship and that you are getting value out of the relationship. And that's a major deposit in someone's emotional bank account. This is what's happening in, uh, in very uh, overt form when a couple decides to reaffirm their vows, they are remarrying each other. Uh, And, and so that's what emotional rehiring is. It's taking just a few short moments to express to somebody sincerely why you are thankful, why you are grateful to be in this relationship with them, to have them as a member of the team, to have them as a partner with whom you're working, Any anything of that sort. And it really just doesn't take long to do. Uh, it doesn't cost any money. And as long as it is done sincerely, it cannot be done too frequently to tell people that you're grateful to be working with them.
0: Kim, have you experienced this personally in your um, roles here, either within this position or in other positions? And if so, how and um, what are those results for you personally?
2: I certainly have experienced that a number of times. And, um, you know, I, I experience it in some of my personal relationships. I've also experienced it in some of my professional relationships. Um, there, there, Larry has taken a number of opportunities to emotionally rehire me um, as his co-author and partner in crime in this book. Um, and often it's as simple as just a note where he says, you know what, I love how you have ideas that are just, you know, 15 degrees different than mine sometimes, and it makes the ideal more whole and and bigger than it was before. I'm really glad we're working together. You know, that's a very simple statement, but it's extremely powerful to the person who's hearing it. Because it, again, as Larry said, it reaffirms that... You're making a difference for that other person, that you're adding value to the relationship and that they want to continue that relationship
1: with you. And uh, just in case any of our listeners missed it, Kim Turnage just emotionally rehired me in in her incredible, subtle, sophisticated way of illustrating what emotional rehiring is. It, that was just like a platonic dialogue. In a platonic dialogue, ladies and gentlemen, there is the subject matter of the conversation that Socrates is having with his his students. And the conversation itself is an illustration of what they're talking about. And that's what just Kim Turnage just did. That was beautiful.
0: Well done. Well done. When I think about corporate America or for our listeners that are around the globe, the corporate um, environment that we live in today, I wonder how many cultures are embracing this idea and building a culture around emotionally rehiring and having that as an acceptable practice as opposed to some who maybe that's not naturally in their repertoire and um, this might be something that steps a little outside of the bounds of what you might experience as you walk into their
1: culture. I think, I think. Uh, first of all, I don't think we have any way of knowing the answer to the question how many companies are building this into their culture. And some people are better at this than others. Uh, I don't uh, particularly buy into the men are from Mars and women are from Venus uh, point of view that all women are like this and all men are like that. But uh, it is common in our culture for people to say about men that they're not good at expressing their feelings. And uh, whether it's a man or a woman, there are people who just that's not a very natural or comfortable thing for them to do. So, if somebody is built like that, it's going to be more difficult for them to emotionally rehire somebody because you know the word emotion is in there, and it's more difficult for them to do that. Uh, and there are people who have different uh, different themes, different characteristics, and it's more easy for them to express that. And that's also the case in cultures. There are cultures where expressing emotion is really just not a done thing. And and there are cultures where so it's you can do your best to build this into your culture. And one of the things that uh, Kim and I hope about all of these podcasts and hope about readers of the book is if, if this speaks to you use it. It is very powerful when you use it. Uh, if you're the kind of person who feels like using it and does use it and does incorporate this into uh, your daily interactions with people. It, again, I, I come back to a person and their significant other. I mean, how frequently do, do any of us express to our significant other how thankful we are? To be in that relationship with them, uh, you know, we might say, "I love you," which is terrific and it's wonderful, and we should do that frequently if we mean it. Uh, but emotional rehiring is even going beyond that, right? It's it's getting more specific. It's 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 saying why uh, I'm I'm thankful to to have you on the team, to be in this relationship with you, to have you as my life partner, uh, whatever it might be. And so it's going to depend on the person. And of course, companies, if they want this as part of their culture, uh, our advice, and I'm, I'm sure Kim will agree with me, our advice is you have to select people in who have this as a natural part of their behavior, because if they don't, you're not going to install it. They might do it every once in a while. Like, oh, I remembered our anniversary. Uh, you know, my wife never remembers our anniversary. It's probably because I'm her fifth husband and there are too many anniversaries in there floating around. She gets confused, so better not to mention it in case she gets it wrong. Uh, I, I'm the person who remembers the anniversary in, in that uh, in that relationship. But she doesn't wait until anniversaries to uh, emotionally rehire me.
2: Well, and I've got a couple of things that, that are coming up from what you're saying, Larry. One is that you're saying very rightfully that – Um, emotional rehiring is a form of appreciation, of expressing gratitude to someone. It's a very specific way to do it, but that's what it is. And to your point, Kim, you asked about cultures. We know that people are less likely to say thank you at work than they are almost anywhere else in their lives. So this is kind of countercultural to be expressing this kind of appreciation and gratitude to people. In fact, this is the one little statistic that just sticks in my mind. People are more likely to say thank you to the TSA agent at the airport than they are to their coworker. <laughs> I mean, it's really climbing an uphill battle. And so, if as an organization you want this to really become part of your culture, part of this is how we do things around here. Larry's right. You need to select people who kind of come equipped with that sense of people are important to me and I'm going to be grateful to them. You also can provide some structures and some kind of um, regular practices and some equipment that they can use to do that. One of the things we do uh, within talent plus is we have five star cards and maybe you guys want to talk about that a little bit.
1: Well, sure. Happy to do it. Uh, A a five star card is simply just a card. It it has lines on it and it is smaller than a postcard. And we use those routinely to, to, uh, express our our gratitude and to recognize other people when they've done something worthy of of some form of recognition. and And it, it, the size of the card means it doesn't, it's not like a blank eight and a half eleven by eleven piece of paper, and you've got to fill that paper up and you're intimidated. This is a little tiny card, as I say, smaller than a postcard. And you just write a note of, of appreciation to somebody and we have envelopes and you, you stick them in the envelope and when i write one of these cards the the whatever else i write the very last sentence before my signature says i'm glad you're here and i when i write it i mean it and i really love writing those cards and there's no bureaucracy by the way it's one of the brilliant aspects of this particular, how this card fits into a culture. It doesn't go in people's personnel file. It just goes from one human being to another. That's all it is. And it's not just top down either. And that's something I want to continue to talk about after the break, is that what we're talking about here is not the typical hierarchical top down, whether it's emotional rehiring or any other form of recognition. And I know we're going to get to a break here. So let's pick up on that when we come back.
0: We definitely can. I I do want to mention, I mean, I think what's so exciting about the five star cards that works in our culture is once you get them, you don't throw them away. This is not a recyclable piece of paper. You will walk by people's desks and they will have stacks of them or they will have them posted literally right behind the backdrop of their desk. And so it is something that people go back at and reflect on and really appreciate in the culture so we'll come back and touch base on the top down or across the board methodology of that but before we grab this quick break i just want to remind you that if you want to pick up a copy of managing to make a difference you can go to amazon you can go to barnes and noble but if you want copies for your entire management team you can also go to 800ceoreads.com and get those for your entire team so we'll take a quick break we'll be right back with managing to make a difference
3: From the boardroom to you. Voice America Business Network.
4: Asked to manage your teams but wonder when or how? Join Talent Plus on-site with us or at your corporate office for a seminar built just for you. Leadership Toolbox focuses on individual engagement, talent and fit, team dynamics and growth, and creating a strength-based culture. This interactive, seminar-style format is just the set of tools you need for world-class team performance starting now. Reserve your spot today at talentplus.com. When managers make a significant impact, their teams are engaged, motivated, and excited. They love what they do. When those people work for you, you get results. Results matter, and people drive results. At Talent Plus, we've assessed millions of people over decades using our rigorous science to predict successful on-the-job performance and cultural fit with an organization's mission, vision, and values. do you realize that the root of your challenges lie within you it's time to find out more about coaching and how it can help both you and your business coaching for real with ronald graves will help you gain a deeper level of self-awareness to find the answers inside yourself our guests are business professionals just like you who agree to a coaching session on our radio program Tune into Coaching for Real, live every Thursday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific Time, on Voice America Business. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy.
0: back to Managing to Make a Difference with Larry Sternberg and Kim Turnage. We um, hope that you will go and visit our website, adifference.com. You'll find additional materials and exercises that go along with the chapters that we're talking about in each podcast, as well as information that you need to order the books for yourself or for your team as well. We've been discussing today some thoughts from chapters 52 and 53 of the book Managing to Make a Difference. These chapters are entitled Emotionally Rehire People and Celebrate Successes. And just as a note for our listeners, if you do not have a copy yet of the book, one of the things I like to call attention to is that in each chapter, there is a lesson and an experiment. So it's really a tool. Um, It's not just a book you read, may think about, and set aside, but it's really an applicable tool that you can put into practice right today um, as you manage your team. So I encourage you to do that. So. We were touching base on the fact that people were sometimes in our culture more likely to say thank you to the TSA than to their own colleague at work and how this is a little bit counterculture, but we're talking about emotionally rehiring people and making them feel very significant. And the note we kind of left on, Larry, was think the notion of this is not necessarily a top-down um, methodology. So would, would you explore that a little bit for us?
1: Yeah. In, in many, many organizations, the formal recognition system is very much top-down. Recognition goes from the supervisor to the supervisor's direct reports. It goes from the CEO to the department heads. It goes from a vice president to et cetera, et cetera. It's always top-down. And what we're talking about here is informal approaches to recognition and appreciation, and they, they very much shouldn't be top-down. You can emotionally rehire somebody in another department in your company who you really enjoy working with for, for whatever reason, that they do a great job. They're helping you. They're, they're helping the organization. They're helping the customers. So emotional rehiring is very much not top down. It's 360 degrees. You can do this with your boss. And by the way, your boss is a person. And I know that there's, a, there's the danger that this is going to look like kissing up. Uh, and I get that. But if you do it correctly correctly, you do it in the right circumstance, you do it for the right reason, and you mean it. And particularly when you say something like, in terms of emotional rehiring, when you say something specific, like, you know, I really appreciate your getting on the phone with that upset customer. I'm, I'm not sure I would have... Really been able to choose the right response, and thanks for stepping in and and making that okay with the customer. I was really impressed with uh, with the way you listened and and then uh, then responded to what the customer said. If your boss just did that, he or she will know that they just did that, and and they're probably going to know they did a pretty good job. If in fact they they did a pretty good job, so they're going to know that what you're saying is factually true. And and uh, not just uh, kissing up. So this goes in every direction. We were talking about writing five-star cards, and uh, we'll just make them notes. Okay, writing a note like a thank you note, but this is more than a thank you note. This is a note of appreciation. This is a note where you're calling out something somebody did. You're making it specific. I'm going to read a. I'm going to read an example out of the book here. Here's what what it might look like. Bruno, congratulations on earning an important referral from our new client. Spontaneous referrals are the highest form of praise. Your ability to listen, your sense of urgency, and your unwavering dedication to delivering the highest quality are building our business. I'm glad you're here. Now, that note, I have taught people how to do this in seminars, doesn't take much teaching. You just ask them to do it. You hand out some note cards and you ask them to write a note to somebody who deserves a gesture of recognition or appreciation. And I I have timed this and I've done this for years. And so I can report that the average amount of time it takes to write a note like I just read is about three minutes. That's from start to finish. That's from thinking about who you want to write it to, what you want to say, and then literally writing it out. The average amount of time is three minutes. The most time that I've seen people take to complete a note like this is five minutes. And I want everybody listening to do a little arithmetic. I want you to think of the ballpark number of how many department heads and supervisors there are in your organization. And just think about that for a minute. Get a ballpark number. Is it Is it more than 50? Is it fewer than 50? Is it 25? Is it 75? Whatever the number is, whatever the number is. And now I want you to think about if somebody took five minutes a week to write somebody a note like this, five minutes a week times the number of supervisors and department heads, times 50 weeks. Let's give people people a two-week vacation. They don't have to write a note on the two-week vacation. Um, So if you've got, let's say, 25 supervisors, times 50 is 1,250 tangible instances of recognition that people, maybe they hang them up in their work area Uh, But I, I assure you, when people get a note of that sort, they will not throw it away. There's some interesting history behind this. This approach is attributable to a gentleman by the name of Don Clifton, who has passed away, but he was the chairman of the Gallup organization. And prior to the Gallup organization, he had started a company called Selection Research Incorporated. And one day, he decided to try this approach to encourage people to write these notes to each other. And he thought, I know this because he told me personally, okay, he thought that this was going to be a neat little thing. It was going to last for a week or two. And, and then, um, you know, it, it would have made its contribution and they'd move forward and find other things to do, which, which they did. But this was so powerful. And so much appreciated that it took on a life of its own. And it went from there to our company here at Talent Plus. And we have introduced this. uh, This was a big part of Ritz-Carlton in the heyday of Ritz-Carlton. The the COO of Ritz-Carlton, the legendary hotelier, Horst Schiltze, had a phrase that when he got really excited about something, he would say, first class. That's first class. And so the card title at Ritz-Carlton was first class. It was about the size of a postcard. And and I used to be in Ritz-Carlton in a different life. And uh, uh, we'd write five star. I mean, we'd write first class cards. And you could walk around the back of the hotel in Ritz-Carlton and you see these cards up everywhere. And there was no question that that was a culture where the... Recognition was ingrained, and people were writing these to each other. and And they start doing all kinds of creative things when they blow them up and make them really big. And then a whole team signs when Somebody did something, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Uh, but this is cheap in terms of not costing much money. It doesn't take much time. As I say, if somebody found if you can't find somebody doing something worthy of some recognition. Once a week, and you're in a management position, I encourage you to pay more attention. Once a week, at least somebody is doing something. And as I say, if you do the arithmetic, if, if everybody in a supervisory management position started writing one of these once a week, uh, it's the, the thing is, it's tangible. That's what makes it so, so powerful. It's tangible. And by the way, we sometimes write them to clients to thank a client for something they did. We write them to suppliers. Uh, there's, once you start doing this, I've, I've, written, I've written these to family members of people who report to me because I noticed that their name was in a newspaper because they did something cool. And I just write them a note, say, hey, good for you, and, and et cetera, et cetera, and I stick it in the mail. And I, it's, it's, it's amazing what you can do if you just have this mental set that, you know, from time to time when I see somebody who deserves a little recognition, I'm going to write a note. Uh, uh, it's a big deal. And every time you do that, that is another form of emotional rehiring.
0: Kim, what comes to your mind in terms of other options outside of the five star or the first class card or a handwritten note?
2: Well, I think that we're just, I mean, it's just talking to a person. (laughs) There's a lot of power in the note because it is something that people hang on to and keep and they can look back at. But there are moments in people's lives when a conversation with you becomes a permanent record too, Um, either because they know they've done something well and they haven't gotten any recognition for it yet and you provide that? Or because they just need, for whatever reason, some affirmation that somebody is glad they're here and, and why that's true. So whether you're providing it through a conversation, whether you're providing it in that written note, what you are doing for that person is affirming their significance, telling them what a significant difference they make. And that's what I would point out about. When you do this, there are three pieces to this. One is being very specific about what it is that that person has done that you're recognizing. Two is being very specific about how that made a difference for you or for someone else. And three is... Affirming that person and saying something like, I'm glad you're here, or I love working with you, or I'm so happy that you're part of my team. Those three elements, as Larry said, don't take a lot of time. They come pretty naturally if you're thinking about saying thank you to someone. But when you get all three of them in there, you have a very powerful expression of gratitude that emotionally re-ups with somebody and affirms the quality and the power of your relationship.
0: Exactly. We are going to take another quick break. When we come back, Kim, I know that you and I have shared that you have a story you want to share that we've done this specifically with a client um, recently. So I'd love to touch on that when we come back, but we'll take a quick break and be right back with more Managing to Make a Difference.
3: Voice America Business Network: The bottom line in business.
4: Asked to manage your teams, but wonder when or how? Join Talent Plus on-site with us, or at your corporate office for a seminar built just for you: Leadership Toolbox focuses on individual engagement, talent and fit, team dynamics and growth, and creating a strength-based culture. This interactive, seminar-style format is just the set of tools you need for world-class team performance starting now. Reserve your spot today at talentplus.com. When managers make a significant impact, their teams are engaged, motivated, and excited. They love what they do. When those people work for you, you get results. Results matter, and people drive results. At Talent Plus, we've assessed millions of people over decades using our rigorous science to predict successful on-the-job performance and cultural fit with an organization's mission, vision, and values
0: with the passion and experience to offer invaluable guidance. The Business Elevation Show can be heard live on Fridays at 8 a.m. U.S. Pacific Time, usually 4 p.m. U.K., on the Voice America Business Channel. Be more. Achieve more. again so much for joining us this afternoon for managing to make a difference we've been talking about chapters 52 and 53 in the book managing to make a difference emotionally rehire people and celebrate successes and in our last segment we've touched on very three very specific ways that you can emotionally rehire someone and that is number one specify what the person did number two express the difference that it made in your life because they did that. And the third one is really a statement of affirmation. You're glad they're here or um, you're thankful that they're in your life, things like that. And so we talked about a little bit about the difference um, in notes and a conversation. And I know, Larry, you wanted to touch base on that as well.
1: Yeah, there's power in both. And I just wanted to point out that you can do plenty in a note. But there's there's some degree of of being arm's length with a note, uh, no matter how well it's written and no matter how sincere it is, uh, that a, a personal conversation with the same person carries some emotion, has an impact on that person uh, that is different from a note, and and in many cases more profound. So I just want to want to point out these these. These methods are, are not mutually exclusive. Uh, and when when you adopt a habit of doing this, uh, you'll do it in person, you'll have conversations, and you'll write notes from time to time. And you'll think of other types of gestures that you can make to express your your appreciation of someone.
0: Kim, how has this played out um, as you consult with some of your clients?
2: Yeah, I recently ran into this with a client um, who called and said, I've got a leader in, in an area where I know she's kind of struggling. We really need her, but she's told us that she wants to leave. What can we do to retain her? We started talking through, you know, kind of what, what does that process look like? And, and, of course, it involves let's talk about, why does she feel like she needs to leave? What are the things that she's struggling with? What, what are her barriers? And, you know, what could we do to address those needs? And to what extent can we emotionally rehire this person and help her understand the ways that she is making a difference for our business, the, um, the holes that will be left if she leaves, and why we still want her to be part of our team even though she's thinking about leaving it. And, you know, as we were preparing for this show, I was thinking about that example because it was very fresh. And it occurs to me that emotional rehiring is really a very um, natural response or reaction, I should say, to that kind of a situation. And in fact, the leader that I was working with was saying, yeah, I'm going to sit down. I, I know what v- a value she is, and I'm going to sit down. I want to talk with her about that and talk with her about all the ways we appreciate her and all the ways we need her. Too often, we wait until we need to be in a reactive place to do emotional rehiring, and it's possible at that point that it could be too late And so there's so much power in doing it on a more regular basis in a way that just naturally as people do great things, you bring those to light and emotionally rehire them in real time. And doing so can help you avert the need to have that reactive response
1: yeah if that if that uh, supervisor had made those remarks more frequently uh, over over the time they worked together, that individual might not have gotten to the point where she was thinking about leaving, which is what you're it's, saying. I'm just it's,
2: it's very true. And also, you know, the other piece of that is when you have a person who's at the point that they're ready to leave, In my estimation, emotional rehiring is not going to be enough. That person has identified needs that are deep and wide enough, but you're going to have to really dig in and figure out what you're going to change so that you can help them see a vision of the future that's going to look different. And emotional rehiring is a, is a part of that process, and that affirmation that we still want you, we really need you, we really care about you, is part of that process. But they need more than just that at that point.
1: Yeah, it's it's not a silver bullet, uh, which, by the way, was what the Lone Ranger used uh, <laughs> when he was when he was shooting people. Uh, however, uh, the, the, it, it's not. The be all and end all. As Kim just said, it's a tool in your bag of tools. It's an arrow in your quiver. I don't want to try to think up more analogies. Uh, but there are other things you have to do. If you want to retain somebody, you need to make sure that you are meeting their needs. And this is one need that everyone has, no matter whether they're a millennial or a baby boomer, or a generation, whatever the letter is. What's the current letter? Z. Uh, what happens when we get when we get the next generation? Do we go generation double A? You know, uh,
0: I do not know the. It could be a battery,
1: <laughs> um, but in any event, uh, everybody has that need. But it's not the only need they have. And so, doing this is not a panacea. Uh, that's what that's what I'm trying to say.
0: And in fact, one of the other options is the second part of chapter. the chapter that we're discussing today is celebrate personal and professional accomplishments. So there's emotionally rehiring. There's also that celebration element that needs to be incorporated in.
1: Yeah, and they overlap. And I, I, during the break I was just uh, thinking about, Kim Turnage and I just did this for essentially a, a vendor uh, who we, we've we hired her to do some work for us, and she uh, really uh, hit a home run last week, and and we decided that we wanted to acknowledge that, and so we sent her some flowers with a nice, sincere thank you note for her accomplishment. And uh, one of the reasons I am, I'm thinking about this right now, Kim, is is I was— I had my memory afresh refreshed about the power of doing this because this woman's reaction was strong it was sincere and it was clear to me that this wasn't happening all that frequently for her. And people hired her to do her 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 profession and and they were paying her and she wasn't getting this sort of sincere appreciation from clients and I'm sure she does she's doing this for us and she's doing she's got to be doing the same thing for other clients that she had but but besides the paycheck they aren't uh they aren't making a gesture I I don't know how, did, did you notice that in 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 our recent phone call with her
2: Yeah absolutely you know what you get when But what's the tip-off is when people thank you once, and they thank you again, and they thank you a third time, (laughs) and and they're as sincere and enthusiastic about it each time uh, as they were the first. And so you know that you've made an impact. You know that you've helped someone feel like they were significant through that form of recognition uh, when it happens. It's, It's palpable.
1: And one of the things that I sometimes like to incorporate is we sent these flowers to her office, to her workplace. So all of her associates saw her get this beautiful bouquet of flowers and they all asked her who sent her the flowers and why. That's what we all do, right? Somebody gets a nice bouquet of flowers. Who sent them? Why did they send them? And and she got to say to them, it's because of the great job I did. I got these from a client. Isn't that cool? And it just sort of extended the celebration of the success.
0: And there's one more element that I picked up on as well, sitting in on that call, is it motivated her to want to do more yeah, of Yeah, it sure did, that didn't is it? the hugest thing. She came away and said, well, next week I'm going to do this and this and this so that I continue mm-hmm. to get flowers from you. And the genuine sense of motivation that was not the genesis of why you sent the flowers, because they were a thank you. But it motivated her to want to do and perform even better, and that's something that you can't, um, you cannot put a price on as a manager managing team members, where you do want productivity out of them. It's, um, it was really neat to hear. It was exciting.
1: And uh, so I'm, I'm wondering whether we should send flowers to players on the Nebraska football team.
0: <laughs> I'm. Unsure about the impact, but we could certainly give it a shot. <laughs> just, just, just
1: for our just for our listeners, we're here in in the great state of Nebraska, and the Cornhuskers uh, haven't been haven't been uh, covering themselves with distinction on the field. So I'm just working in a little inside humor here.
0: Kim, you're a coach. What's your your thoughts on that? <laughs> well.
2: Uh, You know, one of the most important things about recognition is making sure that it is the kind of recognition that is most meaningful and motivating to the person you're recognizing. (laughs) So in that case, flowers might not be the trick. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Well, I know
0: that one of the things we um, do often around here is even impromptu celebrations. Um, So nothing that's formal or... um, uh, it kind of they kind of pop up and occasionally we'll just grab some people and say, hey, we brought in some donuts or something like that. And so when we come back, I want to touch a little bit more on the celebrations. What should they look like? How do managers feel about? Um, making them programmatic or whether it should just be a part of your culture. And we'll touch on that when we come back from a break. But I did want to let you know as well, we get a real kick out of answering one another's questions, but what we really want to do is answer your questions. So if you have a question about this podcast or any other podcast you've heard before, or just a management question in general, as you read through the book, we would love to hear that from you. So all you have to do is simply click that email host button just above the podcast description, and we will work those topics into our upcoming podcast to make sure that the topics and the content that we're hitting on here hits it out of the park for you. That's really our goal here. So we'll take a quick break, and we'll be right back with more Managing to Make a Difference.
3: business community's first choice in internet talk radio voice america business network
4: when managers make a significant impact their teams are engaged motivated and excited they love what they do when those people work for you you get results results matter and people drive results. At Talent Plus, we've assessed millions of people over decades using our rigorous science to predict successful on-the-job performance and cultural fit with an organization's mission, vision, and values. Reserve your spot today at talentplus.com. Does your organization lack proper leadership? We're not necessarily talking about experience, but about how to face the changing dynamic of leadership today. Sometimes the people we lead know more, old ways don't work anymore, and the comfort zone just becomes too easy. Listen for Out of the Comfort Zone with Dr. Wanda Wallace. We'll show you how you can adapt and develop your leadership skills to today's workplace every Friday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Business.
3: We're always talking business.
4: Talk to an expert.
3: Call now. Toll free. 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network.
0: Welcome back to Managing to Make a Difference. We've had a good time today talking about emotionally rehiring people and then providing um, celebrations of personal and professional accomplishments. Those are both taken from chapters 52 and 54 in the book Managing to Make a Difference. We sure hope you pick up a copy. And um, the other thing I want to call your attention to is Larry comes on the road. In fact, he loves to do that. So if there's something, an upcoming event that you're doing with your managers and you would like to bring Larry in and highlight some of these chapters that are really important to your culture and your organization right now, we hope you'll reach out. You can go to that manage2makeadifference.com website and you can find all of the information to reach out or you can reach out here on the podcast with an email, a question and we'll be in contact with you.
1: If you want to get a lot of thank you notes, the associates has formed a club here called Let's Get Larry the Heck Out of the Office. And uh, (laughs) you you can be a much appreciated person.
0: Not entirely true, but okay. (laughs) So we've been talking about the culture of recognition and how we celebrate and what we left it off at us is is it a prescribed thing? Is it part of people's culture? Is it part of um, corporate America or the corporate globe that people do this, or is it an easy thing to do?
1: Well, yes to all of those questions. As a matter of fact, it is easy to do. It ought to be programmatic in some sense. There ought to be there ought to be formal yeah. uh, processes and occasions for organizations to recognize and appreciate people. And this has been done for years. People get people get recognized for 10 years service and they get gold watches when they retire. And uh, this isn't new, but, but uh, companies are recognizing more and more that there is not enough positivity in the workplace. And Th- this whole business of emotional rehiring and and expressing appreciation and and recognition is injecting more positivity into the environment. There's the, the more research is done on this, the more confirmation we get that this is uh, very important for maximizing job satisfaction, for maximizing productivity, for helping people be healthier, uh, and so forth. So uh, it is becoming, more recognized on a global basis. And I, I, I want to take a minute to talk to listeners who are sitting there saying, well, I'm you know, I'm a department head of this small department, and my company just isn't very celebratory. They they don't do a lot of this stuff. And I can't change the company culture. Uh, and and I have two responses for that. Number one is focus first on your easiest area of influence, which is you and the people immediately around you, you can change the culture in your corner of the organization. You can start emotionally rehiring people. You can start writing them notes, uh, as we've talked about. You can make sure you're recognizing birthdays, and you can do this informally. It does. You don't have to get permission to do these things. You can do them in the workplace, and you can do them out of the workplace. My point is, you can change the culture in your corner of the organization. And as you start doing this, you'll notice other people will start doing it as well. It won't be only you. You won't be swimming against the tide. And, and as we've said, this is not uh, a panacea. It's not a silver bullet. But I, I, I would bet you that if you start doing this and you, may, you institutionalize it in your corner of the company, more people are going to want to work on your team. Uh, it's just the way it goes. So uh, I, I, I just wanted to make sure that I, I get that you can't change the culture today. By the way, some of you are going to be a CEO ten years from now, where well, you can change the entire culture of the company. And I want you to remember this conversation when you get into that position, because you won't have that excuse at that point.
0: And that brings up a good point. You know, we're we're fortunate here at talent plus that this company was strategically built on an engaged culture and how we very purposefully did that but there are companies that are slow to accept it kim when you think about the impact of emotionally rehiring people and celebrating successes in a culture that maybe is slow to recognize the benefits of having a great engaged culture um what does that impact look like to you
2: i think the impact is huge um, primarily because of the contrast between what people are going to experience in that interaction versus what they see happening all around them. And, and so that it's going to really stand out as a special moment when they get that kind of recognition. And because of how much it stands out, it's going to have that much more power to re-engage and motivate and make that person feel significant.
1: You know, we, we constantly encourage our listeners to uh, send in questions, to email in questions. In addition to questions, I'd like to invite our listeners, to send in the answers to these two questions. What was the best gesture of recognition I ever received in my entire life? And what was the best one I ever gave? I would love to hear that. We will read these on the air. You send them in. We'll read them on the air because I know that what has worked for you will work for other people who are listening. And I would love to share those, those uh, high points.
0: What has it been for you?
1: Well, gee, I'm going to have to think about that. Um, I can tell you one of them. Okay. I, I, I don't know if this was the, the absolute be-all and end-all. Uh, one of them was that a group of people who reported to me uh, in order to thank me for my leadership, went out and had a, uh, a bubble head, uh, made in my image. And they spent a great deal of time making sure all the details were right. This thing really looks like me and uh, down to the watch it's wearing and the tie it's wearing. Uh, I can tell you which one of my ties that is. And I, I know which watch that is. And, and, uh, it, was, it was spontaneous. It wasn't part of the formal company recognition system. And uh, that's very meaningful to me. Um, th- another one that comes to mind has happened several times based on this book, Managing to Make a Difference. Uh, Kim and I have heard from more than one person uh, how something specific in the book has really made a difference for them. And those forms of recognition are are extremely meaningful to me, so that's my answer.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, and I know that you have emotionally rehired people consistently. I have watched it since in all the years that I have been here. I have seen it consistently, and that, that is a treat for me to be able to observe. Kim, what comes to your mind in terms of being emotionally rehired or recognized? And we only have about a minute, so quick answer, I guess.
2: <laughs> yeah, my, mine's actually pretty quick. The the most powerful way that that happens for me is is in that one-on-one conversation or in that note from someone. And, you know, often it's, it's just a, one of the kids that I coach in Hurdles who we had some relationship issues and lots of things happened his senior year, but put something on his Facebook, uh, just a Facebook comment. You're the best coach I ever had. You know, that's all it that's all it takes. It's
0: huge. It is huge. Thank you both so much. Once again, uh, it's been really enjoyable to touch base on emotionally rehiring and celebrating successes, and we'll um hope to continue that conversation with all of your responses as you get back to us. we I have to tell you, we're really excited about, Um, having a true talent plus partner brian williams join us on the phone and share some of his favorite topics on the book and how he applies them to his leadership training so we hope you'll stay tuned for our next episode of managing to make a difference in the meantime thank you so much for joining us today and spending some time in your afternoon we really do hope that we're giving you practical tools to take back to your teams and really make a difference in your organization have a great afternoon
4: Thank you for joining us for Managing to Make a Difference with Talent Plus's Larry Sternberg and Dr. Kim Turnage. We hope these real-life management examples will help you manage teams across the globe. Just a reminder, this series airs on Voice America, the business channel, each Thursday at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific. We hope you'll tune in next week for Managing to Make a Difference. Until then, put these practices into place and manage to make a difference.